Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight, I am Peter, that is Tim, we talk about horror movies on this show, it is October and that means it's the Octoberthon, which means lots and lots of horror movies and lots of extra episodes and this is number 6 I think for the month, which Holy moly. which isn't bad because it's like the 8th, <laughs> so <laughs> we're, we're, we're doing a pretty good job here, so this is uh, going One to be... <laughs> Would you care to speak up, Tim? I mean, I mean, I missed that. I mean, I missed that. Let me just get, get me out. Which makes no sense because that's where I'm hearing it from. But like, don't, don't bring your logic to me. Anyway, uh, we're going to talk about Vamp. Vamp's a, a horror movie, a vampire movie from the eighties. Which uh, I hope you like the colours green and pink because there's a lot of green and pink in this. Uh, more on that in a little bit. But uh, yeah, so we'll start off spoiler-free as we normally do, and we will warn you before spoilers. But yeah, we'll get into it. So, what is Vamp? Vamp is about two college students who are pledging their way into a fraternity, but they think the actual method of like what they do, all the, all the pranks and the sort of the, the 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 test of like will and all that crap, which they 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 basically say this is stupid. How about we just do something else? You know, you're having a party tonight. Let us get something for you. You know, one of them is very confident. You know, AJ, he like oh, we can do anything. What do you need? Anything? So they asked them for a stripper. So the movie's basically our two main characters driving off to this uh, this strip club in a seedy part of town, uh, away from where their school is, to try and get a stripper. But lo and behold, the club is full of vampires, and that's basically the plot of the whole movie. <laughs> that's 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 yeah. it. So Tim, uh, yeah. had you seen this before? Before we, uh, I saw it one time before, like probably. It's been a while, like maybe four or five years ago or so. Yeah, I'm kind of similar. It was a few years ago I'd seen this for the first time, but oh. uh, so I'll ask the question, Tim. Do do you enjoy Vamp? I freaking love this movie. This uh, th- this is fantastic. It is super super eighties. Um, it's it- it's pretty funny, but I don't think like uh, I-, I see a lot of places referring to it as like, oh, it's like a a horror comedy, a sex comedy with vampires and blow. And uh, I- I'd still put it pretty rightly uh, a horror movie. Like yeah. it doesn't seem any more like comedic than most like eighties horror movies of yeah, the time. I definitely wouldn't call it a sex comedy. I don't know where that comes from. <laughs> well I think it, it has like a very like eighties sex comedy premise uh Oh to sure, it, but, yeah, I can see that. But, the, but like once the vampires <laughs> pop up. And yeah, obviously they go to a strip club and stuff, but honestly for a movie where they're in a strip club for like half the film, there's only actually one or two boobs like on show oh, yeah. throughout the whole thing. It's actually kind of a surprising lack of boobs given the premise, yeah. but uh, but, no, I'm not complaining yeah. per se, but it's just, just oh. that's what it is. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like the characters. Uh, there's some really good gore and special effects, and uh, like you said, it um, there's lots of cool lighting and stuff. You know, I just bought the Blu-ray recently, and I think it looks fantastic. Um, so yeah, I was really, really, I, I think I even liked it more than the first time I saw it. Like I, I remember seeing it being like, oh, that's pretty good. And then watching it now, I was like, no, this is great. I really, really enjoy this movie. I like it quite a bit too. Uh, my, my, my only criticism would be that maybe the middle, the pacing kind of slows down a bit in the middle, but 
all the stuff at the start, the setup, them going to the club, them getting this like rich friend or kind of well not really friend, but yeah, this rich true. guy who like they get him to help so they borrow his car, but he insists on going with them because he's kind of lonely and he wants friends, and he's kind of he's, but he's also kind of tedious, so you can see why he doesn't have friends. Uh, like yeah, it is very sort of eighties comedy setup where you've got this trio and one of them is kind of a loser. The other two is only behind around. Uh, like you could almost take this movie, take out the vampires, and you could see how it would just go into a comedy. Like oh, without you, a doubt, yeah. You could easily see how it would go that route if you just didn't go down that path. Uh, but yeah. uh, no, so I, I love all the setup. I love like you say the characters are pretty good. Uh, we we sort of meet our female lead at the strip club. She's working there as a waitress. Uh, someone who recognises one of the guys from uh, from high school or whatever. And, yeah, the character's kind of fun. Uh, yeah. And then the final act, the final sort of section of the movie, uh, things really pick up uh, again, where, where you have uh, all this fun action that they've set up. You have a lot more set pieces. Uh, yeah. I, I think the middle maybe just suffers a little bit from be, maybe being too tied to the strip club, where it seems to keep coming back there, regardless yeah. of what happens. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that it it's kind of set up, uh, but I feel like most of it ends up paying off uh, pretty well. Yeah, um, no, it does. But but it it is kind of there's a, a weirdness to it where it's like zipping around a lot. And you're going from character to character, um, and you're starting to slowly notice like kind of weird things. And um, but uh, I I think it ends up uh, you know paying off in the in the last half. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, vampire effects are pretty cool. They're, they're kind of monstrous. They, they, it's not quite what the hit television show Buffy the Vampire Slayer did, <laughs> but it does have this kind of thing where it, they become a bit more monstrous. It's not just the teeth, like the like yeah. you know the whole mouth kind of becomes something, and the, the, it mm-hmm. does that kind of thing. Uh, it definitely plays up the idea of the seductive vampire. Her, her lead vampire is this very kind of sensual person. Although some of the uh, the headdresses she wears in this are kind of ridiculous it's like it's like wire framed like it's it's almost like a sculpture you know some art you know modern art piece that's sitting on her head at times when yeah like when she does her dance it doesn't feel like a strip club dance it feels like more some type of modern dance piece or something yeah it feels Uh, super artistic which is why i'm almost confused when all the men start going yeah that was great yeah (laughs) surely you want something a bit more traditional in a strip club but i'm I'm not going to judge like yeah whatever i yeah, now the main vampire, um, I believe, is is placed, played by Grace Jones, which mm. I have no idea who that is, but I think it's supposed to be someone, like, big, because every time I see this movie, it's always like, oh yeah, the Grace Jones vampire movie, or oh yeah, that, that movie with Grace Jones in it. I don't know if, um, I kind of got the feeling maybe she's supposed to be like a supermodel from the 80s, maybe, because she, she has a very supermodel look to her. I don't know if that's accurate, but... Uh, I, I'm just, I'm... I think she's a a singer or something. Okay, that makes sense too. She's on a lot of soundtracks on IMDb. Oh, that's that's the first okay. thing that pops up when you see her name. Maybe that's but, her, her claim to fame. That's why yeah. she's always, always the, the she's always the top build in this, which is weird because she's. I mean, sure, she's a big part of it, but she's not like one of her main trio who are like the, you know the main yeah. characters who are constantly on the screen and talking and have the developments. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what developments and, there are. Yeah, and uh, like you mentioned uh, before, I really love the um, Allison character played by uh, Dee Dee Pfeiffer. I believe is the younger sister of Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, she's uh, such a fun character, and like I love that 
she I think she's supposed to be like maybe kind of ditzy but she never feels like dumb or anything but she just kind of has this like kind of like peppy positive <laughs> attitude uh, well, yeah, she, really she spends a lot of the movie not realising there's any threat just being pissed at uh, Keith who's her, her <laughs> main character she's pissed at him because he doesn't recognise her and it's just kind of this this recurring game of her trying to like remind him while he's yeah. like you know gradually been more like aware of the fact that he's in danger and there's vampires and he's running around and uh, all that kind of thing we mentioned the and, pink and green and you mentioned the lighting that's the start of the movie doesn't have this right the start of the movie during the daytime and when they first get to the night other the town at night time it's not like this but once we actually start getting into vampire territory all of a sudden everything outside is lit in pink and green uh, and usually both at the same time. Usually they'll be like half the street pink, half the street green. Uh, even the sewer, when they go into the sewer, is like pink and green. Like one, you know, half half is pink, half is green. And it's like this is so weird and stylized. But I kind of love it. Like I, I love the audacity oh, yeah. of just like this, this is what we want this to look like. There's no reason for it. There's no. It's kind of like sometimes you talk about the, uh, the 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 source light, and what that means is just kind of like. Where's the source of the light from within the context of the scene? And okay. sometimes you cheat a little bit. Like you'll have, like, say, I had a lamp here, so you'd make sure I was lit from this side, coming from up here. And even though the direction's not quite accurate, because it's roughly in that side, it just it, in your mind it kind of fills in. Okay, light's coming from that side, so it makes sense that this side of my face is lit. Hmm. But when you start just pumping colours randomly at you know <laughs> locations and people, it it's like okay, there's there's no reasonable place where this is coming from. It just looks kind of cool, and uh, it's okay. And in and, and a sort of goofier movie like this, it, it works quite well because it's not you know you're, you're not taking it super seriously. You're here to have fun. It's kind of uh, almost pantomime at times. Uh, mm. If I, I'd probably say that there's a whole section in the middle where he's just running around from these uh, these other villains who are kind of chasing him around, and so it's just, it's, it's almost like he's just popping out. It's like he'll, he'll he'll run away for a little bit and then he'll pop out and there'll be another one on there just waiting and he'll have to go back into the tunnels and he'll run away again and it just it, it was almost Scooby Doo esque the way he was sort of jumping <laughs> out and then there was, there was always someone there waiting for him. Yeah. That's a one of the things I I kind of love about it is it's not just a man versus like vampire movie. It feels like it's a man versus a town like. Every, you know, it's not just him stuck in this one building fighting off vampire after vampire. It's like he's trying to get away and continually running into things. And it's almost like uh, this whole town, which admittedly, you know, probably mostly vampires in the town. But still, it feels like a much bigger, you know, thing coming at him versus, you know, just this like one creature or whatever. Yeah. Also, the town itself has this kind of like you know ghost town feel to it. It feels like yeah. there's hardly anyone else around here during the day, because mm-hmm. it's just kind of this the city part of the world or the city or whatever. Yeah. Um, Filmed entirely in uh, downtown LA, I believe. F- fair enough. I'll I'll take I'll, <laughs> she'll take your word for it. But uh, no. Uh, so. No, I, I think it's. I think the biggest thing the movie's got going for, you know, maybe beyond its style and its 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 characters, is just its sense of fun. Where it's, it is oh, very yeah. much an eighties movie in the sense that it has that sort of whimsy about it. Where it's like, like I say, it's not taking itself too seriously, but the characters, like the, the way things pay off for them in the third act, where you you've set up these mm-hmm. relationships and then then in one of the opening scenes we set up that Keith can use a bow and uh, not a bow and arrow. Ah, bow and arrow. Yeah. Yeah. What am I thinking? Yeah. I, I, I thought I'd accidentally said crossbow, but I didn't. Oh. Bow and arrow. 
but you know, it sets up that he can he can do a lot about archery. And sure enough, towards the end of the movie, oh, here's a bow and arrow. Oh my! <laughs> and it almost feels like forced because it's like you mentioned this once at the start, and there's been like no, like I feel like typically in a movie you would have the character like go to a competition or something like that, or use a bow and arrow multiple times so that when it comes yeah. up at the end, it's like this big, oh shit, that's his superpower, <laughs> that's his that's his weapon of choice. Whereas here, it was only mentioned once. I'm like, oh yeah, they did kind of set that up. Cool. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it, it doesn't uh, overdo things too much, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a lot of good stuff where like certain characters and stuff he runs into, in, you know, in the first half that might seem weird out of place and then end up popping, uh, popping back up uh, in the later half. Uh, it's just really nice. Um, and uh, yeah, the, there's a lot to it. It kind of like once things really go- get going, it, it's a really rapid pace like it's just like one set piece to the next one you know like big action or whatever scene to the next and it's a uh, really satisfying watching everything kind of you know come together and fall into place yeah there's also some really fun setups i think some of the stuff it does in the last act is quite inventive in terms of how they handle just just so, so, so simple things like light and uh, and I, I don't mean the pink and green light and i'm talking about like using daylight against vampires and, mm-hmm. and things like that or oh yeah uh, there's a really fun standoff between two vehicles at one point that uh, has a <laughs> pretty fun ending and just, just it, it feels like it's always trying to do something with itself it's, it's not content to just do the, the basic premise because mm-hmm. you could have done this movie and taken out a lot of this wackier stuff and you'd have yeah a movie that works but it wouldn't have the same character or the same kind of energy that, that, it, that it does do uh mm-hmm. but yeah they definitely feel like 80s archetype characters uh i mean don't don't you uh allison's hair and then keith even keith like he's yeah. like typical 80s leading man who's not honky he's not like a he's not a hero he's kind of a goofball but not super goofy mm-hmm. he's kind of in that sort of sweet spot where he's like you know AJ is the one who's all confident and sleazy. He, whereas yeah. Keith, Keith is more kind of like a bit more normal. Like you imagine him starring in, like, you know, he's not one of the Corys, but like you could see him being in License to Drive, or you could see him being in, oh yeah, something like that. Or he, he has, um, yeah, he he's a likable guy. Like he's like you can see him being, you know, kind of like a popular guy, but not like in an asshole jerky kind of way. Yeah. So no. Uh, so I think we'll give the spoiler warning. So full spoilers yeah. for Vamp from this point on, so we can. We can get into the goods. So, so they go to the nightclub. Actually, we start about the friend first. We start about Duncan a little bit first because he's yeah. he's kind of this over the top character uh, who I almost actually miss the fact that they kind of ignore him for a large chunk of the movie. Like once they get to the club, they kind of forget about him and he's just kind of around. Yeah, if if I maybe have any complaints, um, it'd be that they kind of just. I feel like leave his character to the dust, um, and especially, especially since up until that point he's very entertaining. Like he's, oh yeah, he's, he's this rich guy who basically barters people into being his friends for a little bit, and it's actually kind of pathetic and kind of sad. Where he's like, oh, if I give you the car, you, you, you pretend to be my friends for a week. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> but then yeah, he's then so that... he's so kind of irritating and annoying to them, not to us specifically, mm-hmm. but to them he's so irritating and annoying the way he keeps sort of like. Almost this phony, like, 
pretending he's one of the guys and like you know constantly talking yeah. about things but he's also full of shit because he like he, he keeps uh when, when those like sort of rough gang figures like come into that little cafe before they get to the barn they sort of like intimidate them he comes out of the bathroom and just makes an excuse and goes back in the bathroom to hide but then after aj's beat them all up he's like oh they're lucky they didn't come out of the bathroom he said i seem like i've done to them yeah yeah it kind of sucks because um you know, as a you know nerdy guy myself, I usually tend to kind of gravitate towards the you know nerdier characters in the movie. So it would have been nice if maybe he had a little bit of an arc, or you know, um, you know, he didn't have to be like a focus or anything. But maybe if he felt like a little bit bit more part of a trio, because that's what it seems like it's setting up in the beginning, and then you know he's kind of quickly just kind of left to his own devices in the club, and then yeah, you forget about him for a good long time. Yeah, and then you think it's going to be a trio with two of the guys and then Allison, but it never mm-hmm. really does. It, it kind of just becomes a pair between Keith, Keith and Allison because yeah. you you have Duncan who's just kind of like, like we say he's kind of forgotten in the middle part of the movie, and then when he does come back up, it's just for the, the, the little twist that he's already a vampire, and it's like okay, yeah. that's fine, but it, it just uh, I just hit my mic stand. I shouldn't do that because that's, <laughs> that's probably loud, but yeah, so it's it's just the thing. But anyway, so, so they get to the strip club and. There's, there's, there's some build-up, there's just some fun stuff with them be, being kind of out of place in this place. Like, Duncan's, like, oh, talking about how in heaven he is, and he's like, oh, man, like I, I, I'll remember this for the rest of my life, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> uh, but, of course, AJ, well, after they see uh, Katrina, the main vampire, they see her show, her, her routine, he wrangles his way backstage, and because they think he's alone, because he went in first separately without the other two, they think he's a drifter, and because of that, that's the type of person they'll target because he won't be missed. So, so he's taken backstage for Katrina to kill, and she does, and she feeds, and you know, this is a fine enough scene. It's kind of a weird scene actually because she, he, he's trying to like sort of hire her to be a stripper for this party, and mm-hmm. she's just basically starting to undress him and throw him down onto <laughs> the bed and just do whatever she wants, and he's just like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. I'll do this. <laughs> not suspicious at all. The middle chunk of the movie is basically Keith not knowing where he is. It's, it doesn't actually know he's dead for a while, not until he finds his body in a dumpster. Uh, mm-hmm. For a while, he's just looking for him, and everyone's pretending that he didn't exist. Like, no, I didn't take anyone backstage. What are you talking about? So mm-hmm. it becomes this game of cat and mouse. He's, he's running around trying to find him. And then he gets Alison's help. There's like a nearby hotel where mm-hmm. lots, of, lots of the people who work there stay. So he, he goes with her and we get this weird attempted murder scene in an elevator. <laughs> which seems yeah, intentional a- because of the way it's set up. Like, they're trying mm-hmm. to kill him. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, again, this kind of goes back to my point of, like, it feels like the whole town is against him. Like, yeah, not just, uh, oh, vampires are going to come bite your neck. It's like the elevators are going to get you the, you know, like, garbage trucks and you know little girls on the street it's uh it's just everywhere is a, a danger and it's uh I, I like the setup in the beginning when they're at the you know convenience store or whatever and the guys like uh you know convenience store or cafe i forget but you know they're like oh like you know get out of here before dark like once dark you know hits you're screwed and yeah i, I like that it's just like one danger after another because he gets trapped in the elevator door and it's, it's, then the, uh, the elevator starts to move up and it's just his head that's in. So he has to grab the fire extinguisher to sort of prop, you know, just hold, hold the elevator off, you know, from closing just enough so that he can get his head out. It's a fun little scene, actually. And then they go back to the the club and 
it's around this time where he ends up hiding in the bathroom and AJ shows up and obviously it's a vampire movie so we're thinking okay he's became a vampire that's where we're yeah. going with this and it, but it becomes this funny thing where once they actually realise he's a vampire and they kind of fight and AJ they, they still have this kind of weird kind of uh, rapport like pros. yeah they're, they're still yeah. they're still talking like they're friends even though AJ's like yeah I'm probably going to have to eat you now and it's, <laughs> there's this sort of uh it's, just, it's, 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 it's like if you if you if you're talking to your friend and they just admitted like you know they did something like shitty and you're just kind of like ah oh, dude come on you're better than that like yeah, yeah. I know it's <laughs> there's, there's a very low key kind of like style of conversation they have as as they're yeah. discussing this stuff, uh, but AJ does actually kind of like have enough strength to say you need to kill me and he like grabs like a, a leg of like a table and he's like right go on do it. And you know Keith can, but he, he, you know AJ basically forces him to. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the twist later on is is that the the table wasn't actually made of wood. It was this cheap knockoff. Yeah. Uh, so he's not actually dead. So he shows up later <laughs> to save them. Uh, it, it almost has like a, a almost Shaun of the Dead esque ending with him. Oh yeah, I can see that. The way the way that he's still alive in the sewers, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll be down here, buddy. You just like you be <laughs> up there, and I'll I'll sort of." follow back under here and there's a good string of jokes you know he's like hey you know i can do night school and hey, it's not too bad and like uh you know it's a, it was a nice little um uh, a little cheesy but i i dug it the ending yeah so where the movie really picks up for me though where, where i think it gets super fun is when they actually escape the nightclub and you know he sets fire to stuff like everyone's trying to stop him uh i, I love how vic who's like the guy running the place like he he he's got this dream of going to Vegas, and he's always talking about going to Vegas. And he's like, mm-hmm. he's he's going to stop. Keith, he said to him, "Look, you're not getting out here. There's vampires out there. There's vampires in here. You're screwed, mm-hmm. right? Do you want one? You know, he's like, oh, can I have one last drink? That's a tradition in Vegas. Like, oh, it's a tradition in Vegas. Oh, that's classy. That's classy. <laughs> like he's so impressed. He's like, yeah, have a have one last drink. And he, but Keith like sets fire to the barn. Like almost immediately, Vic just kind of sits there and goes, well. Yeah, I guess we're dying. <laughs> I guess we're done. Yeah, yeah, it's just that it's just over. Uh, but the Keith and uh, Allison get outside, and this is where we get some really fun stuff. We we have the like I said, we had the standoff where they're in the car in the middle, and there's like, like a garbage truck in front of them or behind them. There's like a pickup truck in front of them, and it, luckily there's a car that pulls out of the you know, the driveway just in time for him to swerve. So the, the garbage trucks, like, the you know, the, the big spike things that pick up the dumpsters, yeah. that just goes through the other trucks. So it's a fun little action sequence, actually. You know, and it, they run around, they, they break into the store to try and get some weapons, and they, you know, he gets the uh, the bow and arrow, because he's, he's almost going for a gun, and I'm like, I was literally shouting at the screen, what's a gun going to do? They're vampires! Because <laughs> it's not like they play it like uh you know, in some movies, they'll sort of be in a world that's never heard of vampires. It'll be like a new yeah. thing to them. You know, sometimes you have that with zombies as well, and you have it with werewolves, where either the characters will know about the legend of these things, and there'll be movies in that world where they, they know them from, or it'll be a world where they've just never heard of these things. There's no word for them. Like, what is a vampire? But this, this is yeah. a world where as soon as... It's actually when uh, AJ pops back up. It's when it's when they're, they're talking to each other that he says you're a vampire or he or I'm a vampire. That's the first time the words actually uttered in the movie. Uh, I'm glad they do that because it's always a little bit of a pet peeve of mine when they do the oh no one knows uh, like you know what this thing is uh, you know kind of thing. It's uh, I, I like knowing that these things exist and people are like oh I know what that is. 
Yeah, I actually kind of like that it doesn't come up until it's them having that conversation because it almost makes it feel like this is where it settles in for both of them that this is what's going on because one of them has to admit no I'm a vampire and yeah. it's like it's kind of it's just a really good moment in the movie to have that realization to have that kind of that statement where no 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 we know what's going on now so from this point forth this is a vampire movie definitely mm-hmm. uh, not that it wasn't before but just in terms of the characters and accepting the surroundings it's kind of a, a big moment so I, I kind of like this this like going back to the sort of the whimsical sort of aspect I like that Allison and Keith will fight about him not remembering her at the most inappropriate times. You know, that, like there's vampires coming for them. There's you know, yeah. like cars coming towards them as they're trying to escape into a sewer. And she's like, "Okay, now's the time." Okay, I'm Allison. This is this is when we met. We were playing spin yeah. the bottle, and it's like, "I was like, oh, your timing's great." But it's it's that bickering. It's that constant, almost buddy cop esque kind of interaction yeah. uh, as all the action's going down. It's fun. Uh, obviously they escape into the sewers and they find where all the, the all the coffins are where the vampires sleep at night uh, and they end up like you know setting the place on fire and this is the whole thing for fun. some reason there's like just barrels of like alcohol I guess in the crypt yeah especially since they don't drink <laughs> booze that's especially that's, that's you know well, yeah. I, I, I don't know if it's alcohol or gasoline it, it's some type of flammable liquid but either way it's like what is this doing down here very convenient, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Very convenient. I mean, you're having so much fun, you don't care. It's like... Um, oh, you don't. It's not but, taking itself seriously enough to sort of, you know, take that out and be like, oh, no, that's... That's bullshit. Why, why is that there? Uh, but, no, the bit I really, though, because Grace ends up popping up down there and she grabs Allison and there's this, this kind of a standoff. And Keith with the bow and arrow actually, like, he realises that it's daylight because he sees light coming through one of the, like, the manhole covers a little bit. <laughs> And there's like these wooden slates, where, you know, you know, most sewers have like proper concrete ceilings. Like uh, this is a kind of a weird thing. But I've I've seen this before. If they're doing like construction, they might have a hole that they're working okay. on, and okay. then you know they place some boards so people don't walk on it during the night or whatever. Oh, that's fair. Okay, that's fair. You, you, you've given me a reasonable explanation. But he basically he shoots out some of these slates but it's, they play it in a really fun way where he shoots out just the one in front of them so it's a really dark sewer but you see this just this this sort of line of light coming through yeah. this beam and it's just like it's like a barrier between them and then he shoots out one behind her so she's trapped mm-hmm. and she's trapped between these two lanes of light in the middle and it's it's just it's really fun and inventive and it's kind of like okay right i clearly understand mm-hmm. what's going on here and then he shoots out yep. one in the middle and it makes her melt so yeah and uh, i like that he's a very almost like kind of like nonchalant about it but he has like a, a look on his face that's just like all right i, I know what we're doing here and um uh, it, it's kind of badass uh i think the way he does it and then yeah just seeing that you know moment of realization uh, of hers that you know she's trapped in between these two things of light and is uh is pretty cool and then um yeah again really good special effects like you know once the sunlight hits her and she basically starts like melting uh it looks really really nice yeah it's pretty cool and, and kind of going back to him being a badass here I, I, I mean I don't think it's much of an arc but I do think there is a bit of an arc there because back at the start of the movie when the because the, we, we haven't even mentioned the uh, the criminals because well, part, part of the reason oh, yeah. why Alice and him escape at one point is because these criminals this <laughs> gang who I thought were vampires at first just because they look kind of creepy the uh, main guy is super pale yeah uh, what's his name it's, it's Snow yeah it's, oh, yeah, that's, that's his name. He's Snow. Well, it's because they I call it Snowflake as a joke. Oh yeah, 
I, I think they're supposed to be like maybe like punk rockers or something. Yeah, but uh, they feel like they're supposed to because they, they look like they're vampires that walked out of the Lost Boys or something like that. Yeah. they feel like they're right <laughs> out of that. But uh, so they have that. that I almost scene. wonder if maybe it's poking fun of them a little bit. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But they have that scene at the the cafe at the start and. It's actually AJ who deals with the situation. Keith is kind of like scared the entire time once the stuff goes down. And then after the fact, when they get to the nightclub and AJ tells them to stay outside in the car, uh, Duncan like cracks a joke about, oh, well, you could stay out here. You know, we're not that far away from the cafe. And Keith is kind of like trying to get back in the car and it's not opening. He gets kind of scared and he goes in the club. Now, I don't think it's a big thing, but I do think there's a small arc there where, okay, he's kind of a, not a coward, but he's definitely a scared of cat earlier oh, yeah. on in the movie and then by the end he's kind of become this this hero where he's like dealing with a situation he's you know he's he's at least got the strength and the the the, the courage to fight back yeah so and I, I do love the scene too with the um when the punks kind of encounter the vampires and the little uh, girl like comes flying towards yeah. the camera <laughs> little vampire girl just comes flying at his face it's good fun yeah, uh, and it was a nice, like you said, I assume they were vampires as well. So it was a nice revelation of being like, oh, they're not vampires and they are about to get screwed. Yeah, it's actually kind of, if I have any complaint with that, is I almost feel like they were set up to be more important. Like given the, given the cafe scene and then like the, the sort of chase scene where they're chasing them around the sewers, it almost feels that like they're part of what's going on. And then I guess it's a neat little twist that it turns out oh, they're just a separate thing yeah. and the vampires are going to eat them. But. Yeah, maybe it might be nice if they had like one more beat or something. Mm. Uh, yeah, to give a little more payoff. But um, well, uh, what what I would say is maybe not anything before that. But what would maybe be have been smarter or more fun is that after they get attacked, maybe the the, the snow the head guy, maybe he actually teams up with their main characters. Like that actually oh, puts them, cool, yeah. you know, puts them in the same boat as them, and it's like okay, right, we have to work together now to get out of here. That would have been a fun twist on it, I think. Oh yeah, but yeah. Uh, so I say so. You know, uh, AJ ends up uh, saving them again at the end, and he gets left in the sewers after as our heroes get out the sewer and kiss and walk off into the and, into the street into the daytime. And a literal rainbow just like appears out of nowhere. I'd forgotten about that. You're right. A rainbow appears in the sky. <laughs> just in case you didn't okay. think this was cheesy enough, they thought, "Oh no, yeah. we'll just put the rainbow in." Yeah, it's a, it, it doesn't bother me, but it is kind of like, eh, I don't know if that was necessary. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe one step too far. The happy music yeah. as they're walking off into the distance was probably enough to set your point home, but hey-ho. And I also like the little running joke of um, Keith not being 100% sure if Allison's a vampire or not. Yeah, because uh, actually, I think the time that came up the most for me is it's when they're in the, the sewers at the end and she disappears and her purse is on the floor and he goes looking and I thought, oh, she's going to jump out and be a vampire. Like, you know, yeah. like, uh, but then it turns out she's not. Which, I mean, I was glad because I, I liked her a lot and I was, I was oh, yeah, ready for her. Because, because she's working at the club, because they mentioned in the movie earlier on that she's the new girl. So you think, yeah. okay, she's just new and she doesn't know about any of this shit yet. But that could also, she, she could also just be a vampire and she's pretending the whole time. Yeah, there's like little, they sprinkle little things throughout, like uh, when they're leaving the, you know, weapons store and they have one of those like security round cameras up top and you just see Keith in it. Um, you don't really see uh, Allison's reflection, so you're like, ooh, I don't, I don't know if that's, uh... but then uh, I just think it's kind of cute at the end when he, he's like uh, opening up the, the manhole uh, sewer and he's like, hey, can you come look at something? And then you just see the sunlight hit her face and he's like, 
don't know. That was kind of cute. I like that it still hurts her a little bit, though, because, you know, it's that bright light when you've been in the yeah. darkness. So she's like, ah, jeez, man, like, what are you doing? <laughs> of course, it is that, you know, brief little second, though, that gives the um, the last dude enough time to pull her back down. Uh, but That's true. That's true. But that's when AJ comes and saves the day, because he's still alive. Yeah. And apparently he's going to be a vampire down the tunnels, and... I don't know how he's going to eat. Like, is he going to like bring pigs for him or something? Throw pigs down into the sewer so he can feed off pigs. But that, that's what I was wondering. Uh, yeah, if they're going to have like some relationship like that, where he comes by every night and like, yeah, gives him some type of blood from somewhere or something. Uh, I, can I don't see something like that. I don't happening. think the writers thought about what the the longevity of the oh sure the longevity <laughs> of the uh, the ending was. It was just kind of this fun goofy eighties ending where you know, it was kind yeah. of happy and everyone because I feel like. There's some horror movies where you don't know if there's going to be like a, a sort of happy-ish ending or if someone's going to survive. There's some where you know the whole time this is going to end in the most miserable way possible. This is a movie where it never felt like there's no way this has anything other than a fun ending. This is, oh, yeah. this is always going to have a happy ending where our main characters are going to be are going to be good. Um, yeah. And you you could maybe argue that takes away from the the the, the you know the suspense and the mm-hmm. the stakes of what's you know no pun intended, but. <laughs> In this movie, it kind of works because it is light and fun, and it is kind of this. It's more of a fun ride than it is, you know, actually scary. It's never scary, you know. It's never, no. never. I would, I would never even say it's tense. It's, it's not really going for that. It's, go, it's going for more, kind of your your Peter Jackson kind of schlocky. Let's have fun with the suspense and mm. jumps rather than, you know, it, actual dread. Yeah, it, it's a nice fun ride. It doesn't want you you know, on the edge of your seat, sweating, you know, being worried. It's a, just a nice, like, sit back and enjoy. And I, you know, think it, that accomplishes it uh, 100%. Uh, it's just really fun, really charming, looks great. Um, I, I would say um, it, it was way too long in between viewings for this. This might become a, a perennial Halloween favorite for me. There's, like, probably about, you know, like, every october we watch a lot of horror movies but there's usually you know like a good five or six that i like to oh yeah i want to make sure i watch this every year and this this might actually become one of those because it's just a a lot of fun not a heavy watch um and uh, yeah i'm really surprised at how much i I dug it it holds up because i like you know like i said i'd seen it a couple years ago as well and i i remember what the premise was but i'd forgotten kind of the tone and the style and like, you know, how fun the characters were. Because I think that's the biggest thing, is the characters are kind of fun. They've got those 80s, like, archetypes down to a, down to a T. Mm-hmm. And if you're into that kind of style of movie, if you like the 80s kind of style of, like, just fun, like, no-stakes movies, like, I, I think you'll dig this a lot. Like, if you like the style, yeah. if, you, if you like the idea of everything being pink and green for the last half of the movie, you're probably mm-hmm. going to be into it quite a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. And it holds up. Like I say, I have some... Some complaints, some minor complaints, but nothing huge. There's a lot, a lot of fun stuff as well, where Keith accidentally eats a cockroach, uh, <laughs> you know, because that's that's what uh, Vic eats in the bar. And uh, mm-hmm. even the start, the way it starts off with this is all this monastery music, and it's like all these guys in hoods, and oh, yeah. <laughs> these two are being taken to be hung. But then it becomes clear it's just a fraternity initiation thing. And then, and, the, uh, and then the actual tone of the movie comes in because you know because at first like oh it's a vampire movie maybe it is going to be all kind of gothic and. Uh, all this you know it's sort of like teasing that expectation it's like no it's actually going to be a goofy 80s movie you're fine it's going to it's going to be sort of uh upbeat kind of rock music it's going to be Mm. pink and green lighting you're good 
And I love the uh, the scene where like Keith has his breakdown where he just kind of like lists everything that happened to him that day. He's like, I was almost hung. Uh, I ate a cockroach. My best friend died. An elevator tried to kill me. Uh, I just like that moment of like, you yeah. know, like, God damn it. When is this night going to end? Yeah, because he, he, he says all that stuff and he just says, I've had a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have, Keith. Yes, you have. Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, but no, super good fun. Like, I, I think like there's some horror movies where I like, no, like, I'll, I'll talk about, you know, Halloween. Oh, it's, it's a masterpiece. It's, a, it's nothing but pure suspense and like mastery. There's nothing masterful about this movie. It's just, it's solid fun. And yeah. that's okay. That's a good thing. So, yeah. Yeah, sometimes you're in the mood for something like really that's really gonna hit you, make you think, and that you can just kind of sit back and, and appreciate. But then sometimes you just want like a nice, fun, sit down popcorn movie, and you and, know, not that it's insulting, but it's. Uh, I actually think that's a compliment because that's you know not always easy to do. And we've mentioned the characters, but we've not really said too much as the cast. The cast actually do. Like, oh yeah, the, the cast are a big reason why this is a lot of fun because they they all have this this believable kind of oh well, maybe believable is not the right word but they they play up their characters like I say it's almost a little bit more pantomime than it is going you know going for that grounded realism where you have a- you, you have like Chris Makepeace playing Keith like, and he, he does it with this kind of. Uh, doe-eyed eighties kind of like goofball kind of sentiment to it. Yeah, and this goes back to uh, I, I think I've ranted about this before, but um, just one of the things I love about these movies from the '80s is the characters and the actors and actresses. They have so much like charm, and you know they seem very unique and stuff. While a lot of the movies you get today, uh, you know, there's definitely ones that break the mold, but I feel like so much today are just you know, generic good-looking person, generic good-looking person, generic good-looking person. Like, there's never anything interesting about their personality. It always feels so superficial. And when you watch this, you, you like, get senses. Uh, I mean, yes, these people are good-looking as well, but, you know, uh, but I, I feel like, you know, they, they're more unique and, I don't know, have a more a, a higher level of, like, charm and, you know, you, you feel like you get a little more sense of their personality than some modern movies. Well, I think... Because I think 80s movies in the past have went too far with it. And we talk about stereotypes and archetypes and how they just fit into their mold, right? Movies got really complacent doing that at this time period. Whereas now the thinking is the opposite. Everyone, they want people to be a bit more grounded, I guess, so people can relate to them a bit more. Uh, and I'm, I'm specifically thinking of horror movies when I'm, I'm talking about this. Right, right, right. Uh, you know, with, like supernatural movies and stuff. You know, But you, you go and watch the first Ouija movie, for example, or... Whatever, and, <laughs> or friend request, and there's like almost no characters in those movies. They're they're just yeah. blank slates. Whereas this is a bit more cartoony. They're not they're like an Instagram photo come to life. <laughs> yeah. Whereas here, they're not deep characters, but they don't really yeah. need to be. They're they're just fun. They're they're basic, and the the actors play them with like I say whimsy. I've used that word quite a few times in this this mm. review, but it is just a bit of whimsy, and that goes a long way to just having some fun. Yeah. So. Now, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, um, I, again, I, I really, um, you know, uh, I, was, I was quite smitten with uh, Allison's character. So I was like, oh, yeah, I really like Dee Dee Pfeiffer. What else has she been in? So I looked at her uh, IMDb. Uh, did you know that she was in a movie called AVH, Alien vs. Hunter? 
I did not, but I can believe it. That I believe that was the asylum knockoff of Alien versus Predator, if I do recall. Oh gee, yeah. <laughs> uh, I uh, I know I kind of want to watch it now, but I'm... she she's been she's been constantly working since then, though. She's done a lot of oh, TV yeah. shows and stuff. She never yeah. made it uh, super big, though. Or her big sister took all the. Yeah, which is a shame because, um, again, I haven't seen her in much else, but I think she's super likable and charming in this movie. That's yeah, that's that's there. She is. She's she's kind of that that eighties girl who's kind of the yeah, she's kind of the popular girl, but she's not the the bitchy popular girl. She's kind of the oddball one who would go with the kind of weird guy that uh, is our hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah and and again, I feel like in other movies, you know, she might have been played up more as being like kind of dumb or ditzy or anything and, and she's not she's just very I, I feel like she just has a nice positive attitude amidst all this horrible stuff that's going on like yeah just you know to you know you're running for your lives and to just kind of stop and be like all right listen uh I, i'm still mad that you don't remember me uh, as found very uh, endearing oh well uh so no, vamp's good fun so i guess we'll <laughs> We'll, we'll get to the ratings of Vamp. Tell me, what would you give Vamp out of 10? Uh, again, I, I just really, really dug this and had a, a lot of fun. And, you know, it's weird. Um, I I haven't really been planning on this, but uh, for some reason, last week I, I watched a lot of zombie movies. And this week uh, I started watching a lot of vampire movies. I don't know if uh, just strange moods I'm in or something. But um, this really hit the spot. So uh, it it is... You know, it's not perfect, and like we said, it's a little more, you know, uh, it, it doesn't has, have the depths of some other, like, classics and stuff. So um, I, I was thinking 8.5, but I don't want to go that high because uh, I feel like that's saved a little bit more for something that maybe hits you on that cerebral level. So I'm going to give it an 8, though. Still very high, very, very fun score. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with 7.5. Uh, that's where that's where I'm landing on it. I I think uh, it probably would be an eight for me. I just feel like the pacing in the middle does kind of just slow down a little bit. Yeah, just does it's, it's sort of it rubber bands a little bit. Where I think the first act super fun, the last act is super fun, and the middle act's got nothing wrong with it per se. It just feels like it slows down just a little bit. Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, so yeah, that that'd be my my main critique of it and I, I want to mention as well we mentioned some of the actors but I want to mention Sandy Barron who plays Vic uh, he's the guy who runs the oh, club yeah. uh, he is such a good character actor the way he just sort of like embodies this kind of sleazy club owner who's he's, he's announcing all the girls as they come on stage he's kind of like covering all these things the, the way they come into the club at first and he's like you got ID and he just kind of looks at the wallet to see there's money in it he's like oh that's good enough and you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's he's really good um I, yeah, I love the dynamic of all the characters, like um, the big guy yeah, with like, the cigar, who's like the the bouncer. Yeah, like the silent dude that's in you know love with uh, Camilla, and then even like Camilla herself. I love that she's like she. I don't think she ever really talks during the movie, or if she does, it's very sparingly. And you know, it, it almost seems like she's maybe like supposed to be like kind of this ancient like Egyptian goddess or something that people almost did, worship wait, wait, did you mean to say katrina you said camilla katrina i'm sorry yeah, yeah. i was like who's camilla who am, I, who yeah. am i forgetting here <laughs> we even did that before we started or something i keep mixing up her name i think camilla 
is like some other famous vampire, maybe even from Castlevania or something. But oh anyway, <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, like I, I like the yeah dynamic of all these people in the town in the club. Um, very, very, very interesting. Very good. Okay, well, we've rated and stuff. I guess we're done. I guess that's vamp. Uh, let us know what you think of the movie in the comments below and stuff. Uh, we always like to hear. Um, you can, of course, like, subscribe, all that usual jazz. Uh, get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the channel, you can head over to patreon.com slash TV. Of course, uh, in terms of screams, the $5 tier gets you voting rights for an episode a month uh, and stuff like that. Plus, we have a new audio commentary tier, and uh, mm-hmm. me and Tim do commentaries once a month. Uh, I also do a solo commentary once a month. The first commentaries, though, for October, because this is the first time I've done it, uh, are free for everyone. So if you just go over to patreon.com slash TV, you can get those for free regardless if you're a patron or not. So uh, check them out. Uh, but otherwise, this is October, which means a lot of extra episodes. So there's more coming uh, sooner rather than later. Um, so yeah, so keep having a fun October, guys. Keep watching horror movies, and we'll see you next time.